0: Welcome to T.T. from the D Podcast show. I'm your host, T.T. And I want to thank you in advance for stopping by as we hit this mindful Monday with a big bang. I hope that you're enjoying the weather. It's pretty sunny outside in my neck of the woods. There's no rain. It's only sunshine today. And in light of what we dealt with this past weekend and the last couple of days, we are welcoming the sun to shine upon us. So tonight's hot topic, we're going to talk about prayer warriors. Mount up, right? We are in a season where we really, really, really need to summon our prayer warriors. Now, I know that's something you may know about me, you may not know about me. I could be witty, funny, and all those great things mixed into one, but at the end of the day, I am a prayer warrior. Not a secret prayer warrior. I actually enjoy standing in the gap for those I know, love, and even those I don't know. When I see the need for prayer, I jump right in. You don't have to tell me to do it. You don't have to request me to do it. I'll do it on my own when I see the need or if I feel the need. Our world is filled with events and situations and circumstances every single day. If you're anything like me, you're constantly seeing things manifest itself through social media. Now, many years ago, back in my heyday, when I was a teenager, there was no social media, not to the level in which we see it in today's time. You know, back in my day, there was AOL dial up where the little man came out and you had that funny noise and you had to wait a few minutes to get the Internet. Right now, you got the opportunity to just log on and boom, right then and there, Internet, instant access to see and hear about anything around the world. And so unfortunately, we see things on a daily basis where it's bringing us to our knees Not so much bringing us to our knees where we are falling into prayer position where we can actually pray, but bringing us to our knees from heartache, confusion, anger, frustration, sadness, depression, things like that. We constantly will see people, including myself, saying that the, you know, posting things and seeing the open conversation that we put out there to talk about being mindful about the power of prayer, but also being mindful about the power of depression. Now, you might say, why am I mixing the two? Because depression is powerful. It's not something that we welcome, like we welcome prayer, but it calms like a thief in the night. Sometimes it gets dropped off and not picked back up from the person who donated it to us or gave it to us, gifted us depression. Sometimes we walk into that realm of depression unknowingly, right? Because we don't summons it, but we tend to fall into it. You know, without any warning, there's really a lot of times more than none, no opportunity to just say, nah, I'm not dealing with that today. Life is happening whether we like it or not. We wrap ourselves in the blanket of fear, the blanket of anxiety. And we sometimes have a sheet of happiness and peace and excitement what's heavier the blanket or the sheet well of course the blanket it's easy to become overwhelmed and be encamped, and live inside the own prison that we build for ourselves of isolation because we don't want to deal with the dysfunctionalism of the world we want to we don't really want to deal with people and their issues So if we don't want to deal with people and their issues, we already know we don't want to deal with our own issues. We don't want to deal with ourselves sometimes. We are promised in God's word that he is faithful and he will protect. You can find that in 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3. You see, God wants us to let go of fear and to live life to the fullest. Well, some of us missed the important part of he doesn't want us to live in fear. He wants us to live to the fullest capacity of this thing called life. But that doesn't mean he wants us to run around and be crazy. Living our lives out here, doing things vicariously through some, but purposely and on our own doing things in person that will make us sit back and wonder, how did we get to this place? See, it's all fine and dandy when we're doing things. When we think we're not going to get caught that could cause heartache, mayhem or sadness because we're operating off of frustration or we're operating off of anger or a high level of adrenaline. But what do we do when we cause heartache? When someone causes us less heartache, what do we do with that misplaced anger, that misplaced frustration, that misplaced depression, that misplaced anxiety? Sometimes we don't know what to do. Oftentimes, probably more than not. How many times have we entered something that made us feel a certain way when we should have just sat down and just took a pause and actually dropped to our knees and pray? Now, Some of you may say, I'm not a praying person. That's fine. But we all know a praying person. We all can call upon a person that don't mind praying for us. Even if we don't know how to pray Or we don't believe in prayer Because there are people that don't believe in praying And that's okay If that's how you live your life But I am that person that you could call upon Whether I know you personally or I don't If you shot me a DM Or you inboxed me Or posted on one of my f- posts And I saw it and you just said I know that you one of them praying type of people I could appreciate a word of prayer See that's when The warrior in me would be activated. I don't need to know your situation, and circumstance in order to pray. A lot of times I've seen people ask for prayer through social media. And then you'll have those that understand that when a person asks for prayer and they are not specific, so you could be intentional. That's when you do your work. You don't have to know. You just go in. But then you got those people to say, yeah, well, you know, I, yes, I'm going to pray for you. What what's going on? Not because they want to be intentional, but because they want to be nosy, because make no mistake about it. You do have those people that say, I'm going to pray for you. And they don't even take a moment to pause because it seems to be the way of the world. It's popular to say, I'm going to pray for you. Well, I'm praying for you. But are you really? That's rhetorical, ladies and gentlemen. I don't need to know if you are that person that will stop what you're doing and pray. Do you have to do the corporate prayer or do you do the closet prayer? Do you have to do, I got to let everybody know that I'm praying or do you just do that praying in secret? That again is rhetorical. In this time that we live, we have been blessed to see things and saddened to see things. Life is happening right now as we speak. Right now, as I'm speaking and you're listening at this moment, although this is a pre-recorded show, I'm live right now. I'm talking right now. This is a live taping that you will listen to at some point. So as I'm summoning our prayer warriors, I'm asking you to stop what you're doing and pray. Hallelujah we're in desperate seasons just because the sun is shining on the outside doesn't mean that it's not flooding in someone's home with tears from sadness losing a loved one losing a relationship losing a job losing a child losing a parent losing a loved one period The greatest loss, I think, to me, is losing someone you love. It hurts to lose a job or a car or home, anything like that, materialistic things. But we can replace those things. We can get those things back while we're still on this earth. What you can't get back is people. My heart was saddened last night. When I learned that a really good friend of mine, who's like a sister, so she's a sister friend. She's in one of my immediate circles, lost her sibling. After I just had a very entertaining evening and working in my element. Laughing and having a great time. Coming in and settling down, getting ready for the work day, which is today. Before I went to bed, of course, I did like you do. Most people do. Check the social media. And that's how I learned about the passing of my sister, friend's sibling. What I would have liked to have done was get in my car and drove to her house and just hugged her. Sat and talked for whatever time she would have wanted or needed. But I know she has a, a... a very extremely close family, and they would cover one another. I want us to think about the man, woman, boy, or girl that doesn't have a support system like that, and they deal with those type of spirit shocks when they lose a loved one. What about that child that's the only child that doesn't have a sibling and they lose their parent that they are the product. Of parents who were only children, so there was no aunties, no uncles to call. Their parents probably, their parents' parents probably already gone, so there was no grandmother or grandfather to call. There was no auntie or uncle to call because that parent was an only child and you are an only child and you have no one to call. If you were blessed, then you have collected spiritual sisters and brothers along your journey perhaps you could call them but what about the person that is not used to calling anyone but they are a part of the circle that gets called but they have no one to call that's when we as prayer warriors discover people in general and it's a job it's a task but it's one that is one of the greatest roles you could ever have in this world on top of being a parent if you are a parent or being a spouse if you are a spouse Being a prayer warrior means you're called to action every day. Just like the men and women who serve us in the military, in school systems, things like that in our communities. They're called to work every day. When the clock is off for most people, they have the normal nine to five or the awkward schedules those people don't have a real, for real, for real shutdown time. Neither do prayer warriors. We really don't have a shutdown time if you really want to know. We're called to action every single day. There's prayer needed every single day. Pastors, priesters, bishops, priests, deacons, prayer warriors, we're, we're all one and the same. Some have higher authority according to man than others, but anyone can be a prayer warrior. If they are diligent and they know how to pray. Now, what is the right way to pray? You might say to yourself, well, I don't know how to pray. I have people tell me that I don't know how to pray. There is no right or wrong way to pray. Some know scriptures, some learn and they can, they've studied the word and they've went to school and that's great. Some went to counseling sessions and, you know, took an online class. Okay, whatever your way or you learn from big mama, you learn from just seeing and doing or it's a natural thing. Whatever way it is, it's not wrong. When you are overcome by worry, sadness. Is most of the times when we call upon prayer warriors. How many times have you called upon somebody to pray for you when you've been blessed? No, you probably do your own prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for this blessing. Ooh, ain't God good. Won't he do it? But when we're in the midst of sadness, depression, heartache, do we still find that ability to call upon God and say, thank you, Lord? No. A lot of times we don't. When we lose a loved one or someone, whether they left this earth or they left our lives, do we say, thank you, Lord? No, we don't. A lot of times we question God. And I know plenty of people that question God a lot. Well, if, this was a, if, this, if he was so awesome and mighty and able and all-seeing, then why is this happening? Because he gives us free will. We're living our lives. It's just like having a child. We raise our children to the best of our ability. Those of us that want to parent our children, that want to partake in raising them. We raise them, teaching them the ins and outs, the do's and don'ts, so that they could be productive citizens in this world. So at some point, you have to let them go and take the teachings and the things they know and do them. We want to critique and we want to kind of live for them, but we can't. It's not fair. It's like when you learn to ride a bike. Some people learn to ride a bike without training wheels. Because you got to learn to balance. Some people just say, just do it. If I let you have the training wheels, then you just getting on there and you basically walking but riding. And then when it's time to take those training wheels off, it's going to be hard because you're going to be afraid. Then you got some to say, hey, just pick that bike up and learn to balance yourself and you're going to learn. No matter how it is, at the end of the day, you had to let go of that young person and let them learn how to ride. God had to fulfill our abilities to allow us to be who we are by letting us have free will. You could choose to believe or not. You could choose to pray or not. It's your free will. I'm not here to bash you or to praise you. I'm here to encourage you. If you don't pray, if you don't want to pray, but you know somebody that knows how and won't mind praying for you, call upon them. It's not for us to pass judgment, the power of prayer is powerful. I've lived in my own truth. I also was that girl that questioned God. I also was that girl at one point in my life that said, I'm not praying. Cause if there was a God, when my grandmother, Mama Ness passed, why did he let her go? Why did he take someone who mattered so deeply to my heart? Why would he break my heart like that? If he loved me, why did he take someone who I know loved me, who loved my family, who was the glue that kept my dad's family together? Then I found my way back to him because of my grandmother. I didn't understand my relationship that I was getting put into. The one that connected me to God as a child, I was put there by grandma. Mama Nez, my mother, and but more so Mama Nez. I went to church when I wanted to and when I didn't want to, when I felt well and when I didn't feel well. Every Sunday when I was with my grandmother, you could faithfully find us in Mother Thomas's church. Mother Thomas, Mother Thomas, some would say. Whether I wanted to be there or not. And often getting lessons about God. I didn't understand nothing. But I just knew like this is what Mama said. This is what Mama said. When she left this life, I didn't want to know anything else about God. I'm being very transparent. I didn't want to pray. All I wanted to do was cry. That was over 30 years ago. My grandmother passed this life. Well over 30 years ago. And I miss her like it was just yesterday. I could still hear the laughter. Her sound of her voice. I could still hear it in my head. Little things she would do we would laugh about later as I got older, that I could share memories with cousins and my sister who remembered certain things. But the power of prayer is something that stayed with me, like an anchor in my soul. And when I lost my way, I found my way again. And then I lost my way again when I was 19, when my childhood best friend, a sister friend, a sister in Christ to me passed away taken from me again. I thought, how could you do this to me again? How could you take someone I love so dearly if you were real? I was hurt and I was refined. There was no one to encourage me on the level of find your power in prayer. I don't wanna hear that. So I lost my way for a few years. But as I found my way back to him, I thought about one thing. When I was disconnected from him, my childhood best friend, Annie, we called her Hootie Cat. One thing about her, she was younger than me. But one thing about her I could tell you is that she reintroduced me to God. I remember her coming to my house on a Saturday and saying, "Hey." I want you to go to church with me tomorrow. I was like, I ain't going to no church. Not that I didn't believe. I just wasn't going to church at that time in my life. And this is well, of course, before she passed. And she said, I really want you to go with me. And I was like, well, where's your church? And she said, it's in Southfield, Rose they doing it in the Ramada Hotel, which no longer stands in this time of season. In 2021, it's no longer there. The Ramada is no longer there. And I'm like, girl, all right. So I got dressed and hopped in that church van and went with her. It was a good session. But I knew where her faith was. As crazy as we were, young, wild, but modest, she was a believer. And when she left this life, I was hurt again. And I just decided, all right, I'm done with God. But as I found my way back to him, and I'm so thankful that I did, I was reminded on it was the intuition, the spiritual connection that I had with him to actually save my life. Finding my way back to God was one of the best things that could ever have happened to me in this lifetime. Learning how to pray. I'm thankful. God connected me to other prayer warriors that I didn't know were prayer warriors. See, a lot of us are disguised. You wouldn't know that I was a prayer warrior if you saw me. Then you might think so. But if you knew me or you saw me in my action and how I am in the world, I'm a woman that wears many hats. I'm always on the go and I love what I love and I love to do what I love to do. My gifts bring me joy. My family bring me joy. My friends bring me joy. My walk brings me joy. But you wouldn't know that I enjoy praying. I find strength in praying and not just for myself or my loved ones. I make it my business to pray for people. I don't know situations and circumstances out of my control. See, there's different types of prayers we need. I believe we need to prayer for protection, personal protection, worldly protection, prayer for the protection and safety for our families and our friends. Prayer for children's security because children are being hurt all across the world. Protection prayer is something we need daily. Daily. Prayer for comfort and protection. Comfort when we lose a loved one. Like, I know that the comforter is the only one that can truly comfort us, but the power of prayer for comfort, helping us to recognize and accept it and embrace it, leads us to a life far beyond what we could ever do on our own. I choose my personal choices to rest in God's word, to cocoon myself, protection from evil, evildoers. There's so many people that are sick in the mind. Some people want help, but there is no place to even get it anymore. Like they used to get it years ago. They shut down facilities and centers to help people that were suffering mentally, where all they needed was a little medication and some counseling. They taken that away, or you have to have money, insurance, things like that, and people lack it. So they're out here wandering around, lost. We got these things called the ring doorbells. We see so much going on. When the, the night falls, it's, it's crazy. I'm amazed by some of the things I see on the ring through other people's rings. And it makes me sad. And while we're judging people, we need to be praying for people. (laughs) See, I'm thankful that the Lord is my shepherd. No matter how deep the valley or dark the pit, deep the ocean, Deep the situation, circumstances, he already has gone before us to make a way for us. We travel many pathways. We choose them, though. We choose them. And what's crazy is that a lot of times we get the warning signs, ladies and gentlemen, and we ignore them. The beauty of hindsight, which also is the ugliness of hindsight, is that we're tugged and we're prodded and we're pushed at certain things and situations. And then we look back and say, dang, that's what that inkling was about. I should have followed my first mind. How many times have you said that to yourself? How many times have you heard someone say it? So much heartache is going on in the world. Like I said earlier, social media, we're able to see everything and anything we want to just by going on social media. Well, a lot of the stuff we see brings us heartache because we're quick to share things that brings us to our knees. That makes us throw up, regurgitate, get angry, frustrated by the power of the button that we choose to click. But hell, when we share it, are we sharing it because we want the world to know Or we just want to share something because it's been shared. Do you look at something and you share it because it's been shared a thousand times and you want to be a thousand and one. But that thing that can encourage and motivate and inspire. It's been shared maybe once or never shared. And while you're liking it, you won't even hit like or share to give it to someone else. You hoard it for yourself and you do nothing with it. In conversation, you can share about the things that make us sad and make us angry. But do you take that same time and opportunity to share the things that can make you smile, laugh and be joyful? Prayer warriors. It's our time. You don't need a community of people. We don't got to gather in a place. We don't have to sit together. We don't have to. We can, but we don't have to. Activate your cape, the one that don't nobody see, the one that you don't wear. Get out there and pray. Pray for your community. Pray for your neighborhood. Pray for your school. Pray for your household. Pray for your bloodline. Cast out dysfunctionalism upon your family. I don't care if ain't nobody been doing it, you do it. That ain't my job. I'm going to pray for my family. Then you being selfish. If you know how to pray, then damn it, pray. You you offended that I just cussed? I don't care. Because we are human beings. I'm frustrated and I'm angry. I'm hurt just like you may be hurt and frustrated and angry. But I'm also happy that I have a gift That I can share with people that want to pray, that want to learn more than the ones that I'm heavily involved in in the entertainment world. The one that people don't really talk about. The power of prayer. Prayer for joy and security. Prayer for divine help and protection. God, you are our fortress and our defender. No one can snatch us from your hands, but we can release ourselves. You don't hold us captive, God. It's almost like King Kong when he had the the lady in his hands and he laid his hand down for her to be free. He wasn't trying to keep her captive. He thought he was keeping her protected. But he he let her go. God doesn't keep us. Wrapped where we can't be free to do as we want because he wants us to find our way back to him when he releases us, just like our children. When we open up the doors, when our children become grown or mature enough to leave the nest, we want them to see the world, but we leave the door open if they have to come back. We know that they have to be able to fly because guess what? We won't always be in the world to have a door for them to come back into. The Lord had to leave this life. He led people when he was on this earth and he taught them the way. He had to leave. But he left the Bible, which has yes been changed, transgrammed, and just all these Yeah, I, I know, I I I'm not here for that. Oh, it's been rewritten several thousand times and misplaced. I get you. But there's a blueprint to it. Seek his word, his word never changes. Now, those are there are those of us that change the word to fit our situation, the circumstances. Use the scriptures to uh, get what we want. Prove a point, because, you know, when you talking just out your own mouth, ain't nobody listening. But when you use a scripture, oh, they want to pause and slow down and listen to what you're saying. But that's not the way that we need to do things. Prayer for protection and serving grace. Mercy that's extended to us on a daily basis. We need to be asking God to fill our hearts with grace and mercy every single day. And that we in turn, we should be sharing it sincerely with others. We want to be accepted. We need to do some accepting. People are not perfect. You are not perfect. I am not perfect. We're not meant to be perfect. I would never want to be perfect. Some people say, "Well, what's the steps to praying?" <laughs> talk with your father. Talk with your creator. Just like you talk to your mother, father, brother, sister, friend, cousin, spouse, just talk. He's always listening. You hear coin phrases. Push. It's on t-shirts. It's on mugs. It's on posters. It's on paintings. Praying to something happens. Push. The acronym. But do you do it? Do we do it? You got to stand on that word. You got to keep on praying. Keep on hoping. Keep on pushing. (laughs) Hmm. You think about the things you want to pray for. I hope they're not all materialistic. How about pray for growth in the fruit of the Spirit? Pray for courage and boldness in Christ. Pray for your spouse' spiritual growth, their well being, your children's spiritual growth, their well being. Pray to be good and faithful. Pray for in your marriages, for all my married people, pray for God to be the center of your marriage. Pray for obedience, pray to be obedient, pray for strength. I could go on and on and on and on. There's a list of things that we need to pray for. We should be praying for, but some people just want to pray for material things. Oh, Lord, bless me with a big house. Lord, bless me with that job. Lord, bless me with this. Bless me with that. How about the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of awareness? The gift of interpretation, the gift of discernment, the gift of understanding people with a clean heart. Pray for the sick and the shut-in, the people that can't get out, the people that shut-in that you don't even know about. Pray for your children's future and their children's children's future, if they're to ever have any. Pray that God will give you discernment and understanding about the calling on your life. Pray for the non-believers to find the truth, to find their purpose, financial wisdom. When you get extra money or a few extra dollars, what are you going to do with it? You've been asking God to give you a breakthrough and he do. But what do you go do with it? I hate seeing things coming from the African-American culture when people say, well, we get a little extra money. And what's the first thing we do? We go out and buy that big old house. We buy cars we buy jewelry we buy you know those of us that like weaves and hair stuff i love weaves and good wigs and stuff you know going to spend three four five hundred dollars on a hairstyle what but you ain't got no food in your refrigerator you paying for a car but you ain't bought no house you got a benz inside the driveway of a house that you're renting excuse me where's your priorities pray for justice <laughs> pray for humbleness humility Pray for our world. We are living in a lost season. Pray that we will get it together. It's prayer time. It's time for us to mount up. Put on your armor, prayer warriors. Babies in prayer. Season people, put on your armor. Don't let it collect dust. I didn't know I was going to go so long. This just, this segment wasn't supposed to be so long. I'm just knowing that there is a deep need for prayer. Let's, we got all these different challenges. Let's challenge ourselves for forty days of prayer. I want to do that. Forty days of prayer. Let's do a forty day of prayer challenge. I'm gonna work on that. And I'm gonna call you to it. Every now and then I do prayer challenges. We need to just pray. When you can't do anything else, we pray. I was talking to a phenomenal woman today. She said they didn't have any power yesterday, which was Sunday. She said, all I could do was grab my Bible and pray. She's a prayer warrior already anyway, but she said all I could do is grab my Bible and pray. And then uh, I went to service. And then when I got back, still no power, internet anyway. So I decided to grab my Bible, eat my dinner and pray. I smiled in my heart. It's never an imperfect time to pray. It's never a time that you should be too busy to pray. If someone asks you to pray, I really would ask you to just take the moment to do that. Yo, two minute, two second minute prayer could mean the world of a difference to someone, especially when they say, could you pray with me? Whether they tell you what it is or not, learn to be intentional without knowing. Operate in blind faith. You don't always got to see what's happening to know what's happening. Tap into your inner being because we all have the gift of prayer. Some of us have opened up the door to expose it and some of us keep it in the cellar of our spirits. But I'm just going to ask you to tap into that thing. It's beautiful. Tap into it. Allow God to use you. Be a prayer warrior for someone that don't know how to pray for themselves. But just tap into your prayer warrior skills and be a prayer warrior for the world. I know that's asking a lot. Just cover men and women, boys and girls across the globe. There's so many people suffering in silence. I'm not just talking about the things you know about. The men and women, boys and girls that are suffering, yet they're smiling in your face. But when they leave your presence, I know I was filled in a room yesterday with hundreds of people smiling, having a wonderful time. But I'm very well aware that there were many people struggling Many people alone, dressed up in their finest black attire, but many people alone, many people sad, many people dealing with heartache, depression, battling a loss, went home to some bad news, came out to be surrounded around people because they haven't been around people because they've been, you know, locked away due to the pandemic or, you know, just afraid or just a lot of things going on, but yesterday I know that in that room there was somebody who needed prayer. Today, I can think of a few people, including myself, would appreciate prayer. Yes, I know how to pray, and yes, I pray for others, but I always welcome prayer. Now, if you are praying against my 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 better ways of living, you're praying for my downfall, I don't need your prayer. <laughs> and I rebuke you. And if you're praying for somebody's downfall or you're praying for somebody sick or you praying for them to be sick or ill or die or anything like that, ignorantly, I pray against that for you, too. I ask God to bind that up. You never know when a person is struggling. I saw a post that made me sad a couple of days ago. Of someone who was looking for their loved one for a while. Just to find out that that loved one had passed away a while ago. Hadn't been seen or heard from in a while. But people was praying for that person. And we always say if they could just hold on until tomorrow. If you could hold on for one more day. Sometimes that's not the case for people though. They may need to hold on for more than one day. And the adversary know when they're alone and they don't know how to pray or they don't want to pray or they feel like, where's God? He abandoned me. He hones in. Those are the people we need to be praying.